Hey, Trey family. Welcome to the Trey Ministries devotional podcast. Today I'm with Ian Rinkin, and he is the creator of our Trey Ministries devotional. My name is Alexandra Peterson. And I'm Isabel Maslowski. Let's dig in. Ian, welcome back to week two. Thanks yeah. for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. So this week we're talking about the second part of the first segment, Escape. So the second week is called Escaping the Noise. Can you explain the premise of this week's message? Yeah, so oftentimes in life we get advice from you know five to ten different people on different topics, and we feel as if we have to listen to whoever is most credible. So we go to people and we're like, hey, what, what should I do about this situation? Where should I go with my career? What should I be doing in the future? And we take that as like gospel. We think we should do it because so-and-so said so. Um, but oftentimes that's not what God has planned for us. So this week is really about just escaping um, the noise of the world, the expectations of those around you or your mentors that have told you you should be doing certain things, um, and really just making sure those things align with Scripture before we take action on them. Absolutely. Do you have a personal experience where you got really bad advice? There's been times in my life where um, I've looked up to mentors and like asked their advice on certain things, and uh, luckily God convicted me enough to not listen to those things. That doesn't mean that they weren't great mentors or they weren't great people. Uh, it just wasn't what God quite had for me in that moment. So, uh, for instance, the last church that I worked at, I, I uh, stepped out of my residency and decided that I needed a break from vocational ministry. Uh, I had a few pastors come up to me and just say like, hey, you should be looking for church jobs. You should be doing this, this, and this. And I really didn't think that I was in a healthy enough place to do that. And luckily, I was able to realize that. But if I would have listened to those who I had listened to prior, I would have jumped into a, a ministry and not been healthy enough to lead the people. Wow. Yeah. And it's probably really hard to say, I respect you, but I actually need to go a different way. Right. Yeah, it's really hard because you've asked them to be your mentor. You've asked them to guide you a little bit. And then you don't want to discredit their wisdom and knowledge. But at the same time, you need to listen to what God is telling you versus what people are expecting of you. And when you... We're listening to God, how would you hone in into his voice and escape the noise, I guess, from the mentors? How did you hone in and like listen to him more pristinely and clearly? I think part of it is like self-reflection. Mm-hmm. So I knew I wasn't in a great place. Um, and the only way that I was going to get out of, you know, the, the rut I was in or whatever you want to call it was by listening and reading God's word. There was a lot of times where like, obviously I didn't want to do that or have the energy to do that, but nothing around me would convict me or even compel me near as much as God's word would. So I think it was just knowing that I wasn't in a good enough place for for myself to do what they were suggesting and really seeking what God wanted for me in that moment because those who I respected and those who had wisdom in my life were trying to push me in a way where I knew that I wouldn't be healthy in. Absolutely. And I feel like a lot of young adults are in that area where they're trying to discover themselves, trying to further their careers. So we do take a lot of advice from older mentors, experienced individuals in those fields. And even though you really want to chase after what they're saying, maybe it doesn't align with what God has in your own future. Yeah. That's like a challenging thing to go through. Yep. And part of it for me was like uh, the number one commandment in the Bible is love your neighbor as yourself and love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And I knew I couldn't love my neighbor as myself or my flock if I was a pastor somewhere. 
I couldn't love them as myself if I didn't first learn how to love myself in that moment and take care of myself. If I was coming from a healthy place and not like taking care of my own soul, there's no way I could have shepherded the souls around me. Absolutely. And yeah, I just think that's really powerful because I feel like how often do we get ourselves into situations where we let ourselves get run down because we just want to please or just push, put so much pressure on ourselves, maybe not even please, but, um, and then we just end up crumbling and failing at what we're trying to succeed at. Right. Mm. Yeah, I'm taking some of these straight off of what you wrote in this devotional, but you talk about um, meeting expectations and asking the questions, have you ever been told you can't do something or that you should be doing something or that you should aspire to be something more and how um, that puts just like this weight of meeting those expectations. I know for me it was like you should be doing something more in your career or um, you could never do that. And then I'm that kind of person that's like, well, watch me. I'm going to prove you wrong. Right. Um, but just that weight of meeting those different expectations when people put that pressure on you. Yeah. Yeah. And those questions are something we've all been asked. You know, have you ever been told you can't do something? We probably mm-hmm. all have been told we can't do something. Um, but the even more important one is probably, uh, have you been told that you should be doing something or that you should aspire to be something, you know, like, the common scenario is our parents want us to be successful and make a lot of money. So they want us to be doctors, lawyers, engineers, whatever it may be. And at the end of the day, if that's not God's will for our life, like, although I love and trust my parents, that's not necessarily what I should do. Um, and I think it's just, so escaping the noise is just escaping the expectation that people have for you and like the calling that people think they have for you and really realizing like what God has called you to do is not always what the world thinks you should do. That's good. Mm-hmm. I like this verse that you um, talk about, Job thirty three thirty one, and it says, "Pay attention, oh Job, listen to me. Keep keep silent and let me speak." So we're talking about noise, and the opposite of noise then is silence, and um, really just living in that silence. Uh, I know a lot of us, just with the world and everything going on, it's always something turned on. I mean, whether that's the radio in your car or your phone sitting next to you whatever that is, um, there's always noise and just learning to be still in that silence because uh, there's so much knowledge and wisdom that can come from silence and a lot of us are afraid of it. Right. And like for Job, it was like that line really hit me as I was writing this. Pay attention, oh Job. It's like, man, how often do I actually pay attention? Mm-hmm. Like I'm seeking God's will and I think I'm doing God's will, but there's not often times where I just sit down and like pay attention and shut up essentially, you know, be quiet. Um, and he, and he, God says, let me speak. And so many times we're like, all right, I think God wants me to do this. I'm going to go do it. And we don't actually consult him on if we should do it. We just think it's what God wants us to do. And so Job is sitting down and, and really saying, okay, God, like this time really sucks for me. I'll be honest, but what do you want me to do? Like, I'll be silent. I'll sit here and wait for your word to tell me what to do versus trying to go make success on my own versus trying to get back everything I lost, you know, all these things that Job went through, but he's still willing to sit down and say like, God, what do you want from me? Absolutely. And I think just how often, especially if something happens to you, how quick we are to call your mom, call your girlfriend, call your wife, like consult a friend. If that's not doing it, you turn the music on to console yourself. Like we can't just like dwell in this, um, a single emotion that we have Mm -hmm. good or bad. Like if you got a promotion, you would want to, you can't even dwell in like the joy for a second because we are so excited to just not be fully aware, I guess, in a way. Right. 
just because we all just are constantly seeking constant um, gratification, I would almost say. Yeah. And so just the point of being silent and being aware of your surroundings. Yeah. It's a powerful thing. Absolutely. I think lately in um, my life and maybe some of those who are around me, we've been hearing a lot about this prophesizing and what other people tell you is what is to come. Um, and I see a lot of people hear that, but then take it into account, maybe a little too suddenly, instead of going back then and some, a person, a human told you this, now go sit in the silence with that, you know, right. go take that to God because maybe that is from him, maybe it's not, but the way to find that answer is then to sit in that silence, right. not just to turn around and be like, all right, this is my new life. They told me this is what it's going to be. <laughs> totally. And like, so that reminds me of the story where Peter cuts off the soldier's ear. It's like Peter thinks he knows what God wants. He doesn't want Jesus to be arrested. So Peter's trying to defend Jesus because he's, he doesn't think that's the will of God and he wants to protect him. And all of a sudden Jesus turns around. He's like, no, Peter, like, don't answer like that. That's, that's not the will of the Father. Like, I am to be arrested. I am to be, like, prosecuted and crucified. And Peter's sitting there like, wait, I didn't. I, I thought this was different. I thought that God's will was for you to reign king. And Jesus the entire time is like, is it, it is, but it doesn't look like you think it is. And so like in prophecy, like Peter is trying to prophesy like this thing that he has in his head of what Jesus' reign is going to look like. And Jesus the entire time was like, no, like the Father told me something different. And so although prophecy is often well-intended, we need to filter it through Jesus. And we need to filter it through what the Father wants for our will. And so biblical counsel and godly counsel is always good from others. Mm. But at the same time, we need to make sure that God is calling us to that and not necessarily um, exactly what they're saying. So Peter was right in the way that Jesus was going to reign king, but it mm -hmm. wasn't how he looked. You know, it wasn't how it looked. So prophecy is great, and God gives us prophecy to edify one another, but it just really needs to be filtered through the lens of Jesus in order to actually take it into action and do the will of the Father. And just to build off that one more time, it's just, I think how many times I've attended church in the sermon, I'm like, wow, that was dang good. But it really doesn't hit you until like Thursday afternoon and you're talking to someone, you're like, whoa, 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 <laughs> that like message finally clicks. It makes sense. Right. And I maybe necessarily wasn't sitting in silence that whole time, but I was reflecting on it and constantly thinking about it right. and how much more powerful the message is not 10 minutes after the service, but actually Living. four days after, five days after, when I'm constantly reminded and thinking of it. So just that moment of silence for yeah. that time to think about it. Right. It's powerful. Yeah, this line, one of these last lines in this devotional, you can escape what people have said about you and replace it for what God knows about you. That one hits the heart. There's a lot of expectations and um, opinions, and we let some of those opinions get to us a little too too much. But going back to know that God already knows you. He already mm -hmm. knows who you are and what you are to become, and any of those other earthly expectations don't matter. Right. And you can get advice from a lot of places. That doesn't mean that it's godly advice. So uh, just filter it through the lens of, of Jesus, and uh, you'll be walking in the will of the Father for sure. For people who are going to do this devotional at home, do you have any added suggestions of how they should do it? Is there anything special they should do this week when they go through week two? Yeah. So what I, there was a point in my life where I was like, man, I'm watching like a lot of different sermons. I'm listening to a lot of different people. I'm getting a lot of different opinions. 
I really needed to sit down and write down the places that I'm being influenced most and then see if those are being filtered through a godly lens mm-hmm. um, and see what applies to me and what doesn't as far as what I believe God's calling on my life is. So I guess for anyone listening, just sit down and, and ask yourself, where, like, who am I listening to most? Is it biblical? And through, through what lens should I take this advice from? Absolutely. So this is um, segment one, escaping. Week two, escaping the noise. Uh, the second devotional of nine. You can find it on Trade Ministries website. Yeah, join us next time as we talk about escaping normal for noble from devotional one, week three. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, guys.